Carlos, I've got a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Your delivery of wine from graze.com. Uh, I don't get it. That's because it's not a joke. Australian wine delivery of... <laughs> That was terrible. Oh, I wrote that. Australian-wide delivery of unbelievable wine at a fraction of the cost, mostly at auction with no reserve. So that isn't the joke. Uh, Not technically, but I tell you what is a joke. The price is compared to Grey's. There you go. Buy the wine, drink the wine at grey's.com. Legends, wine lovers, Carlos... Hello, Angus. Back to back, the reg. Back to the reg, yeah. That's no it. other bilingual approaches to saying hello? Not for this one. This is, uh, we in Australia with this wine, so well, do you know what you we should, just, sorry. What, what do you say then? Um, how are you, mate? Oh, God. Would that good? Would that be, would that oh, be all right? Oh, God. That was hard. <laughs> it's so obvious. Ah, what, come do, on, tell what do Australians say? What's an iconic Australian phrase? Uh, to welcome. Don't know. G'day. G'day, yeah, sure. I mean, how are you, mate? No, it's... uh... Okay. G'day, everybody, and welcome to Got Some as we try an Australian. 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 Say it without the A in the U. Say Australian. Australian. Yeah, Australian Riesling. This is, of course, going to be a bottle that we attempt to try and find as the best bottle under $30 in the country uh, as we end this podcast at the end of the year and decide with our top three, which is the best... We have done a couple of Rieslings in the past. We had the Jim Barry, What of Our Riesling. That's very close to my heart because it was episode number one. And we did the German Riesling, Schloss the Schloss Barads, mm-hmm. yeah, which was a, a K something. Cabinet. Cabinet. Ah, what does he mean? Dry. Dry. Yes. Very dry. The first uh, Pradicat in, uh, in the, in the Qualitat wine. Yeah, good. Very good. Good for you. Um, so today we are trying another Australian wine. Um, before we even open the bottle, I'm expecting to get mm-hmm. high acid. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting to get a light colour because mm-hmm. the bottle is very dark, so I don't know. Uh, I'm expecting green apple. Mm-hmm. Expect from an Australian. Is that fair? Yeah, that's very fair. That's very fair. That's exactly that's exactly what we should l- be looking at. I mean, it's very young vintage, um, 2022. Oh, wow. 2022. This so, is the first bottle yeah. we've had of a 2022. So, yeah, that, that, w- that will be... It's going to cut our face off. Absolutely. Jeez. You'll have your, you'll have your teeth uh, tingling after this. Seriously, I I did not know that it was a 2022. Yeah. Very, very bright. Oof. First off, the appearance of this is exactly what we expected, which is that super pale lemon mm-hmm. colour. I mean, good. To, this is the perfect pale lemon descriptor, I think, right? Yeah, 100%. Almost like watery. I was looking, I was actually thinking that I would expect some sort of oxidation on it, like a little bit of bubbles, but I can't uh, really see oxidation, any of the glass. No, okay, so oxidation is exposure to, um, obviously, to, to oxygen, to air. Uh, bubbles is uh, carbon dioxide, so that is dissolving to the wine. It could, it could happen by harvesting the grapes too early, uh, which they are still a little bit green, or, or also uh, some partial fermentation that is not completely be uh, finished and then is trapped in the bottle. So okay. typically, I yeah, young wine sometimes can have it, right? Yeah, especially Riesling, especially wines from Chablis, for example, especially Albarinos. So typically high acid wines and, and youthful. No legs, like so thin, fast forming legs, which what tells us we're yeah. not really looking at a much sugar concentration in this wine. We're expecting it to be quite dry. Mm-hmm. And I guess to another extent, then 
we're expecting sort of low alcohol because those low are the two alcohol. things that can control yeah. those sort of thick legs that we've seen. Low alcohol, low sugar. That's uh, yeah, that's something that you can take from from the visual. But you know, sometimes you have surprises, so better always um, take the conclusion from from the nose and the taste. What a great segue! Let's do it. It's a little bit, maybe it's a little bit too cold. Um, I think it's a little bit shy of aromas, but also because it's so youthful, so young, it can also be a little bit done. I'm, I'm getting a lot of green apple though. But but yeah, those those primary aromas, very fresh, vibrant primary aromas of green apple, uh, tart green apple, mm. uh, very evident, but also uh, like lemon, lemon and lime, really. I will ask the question at the end of this as well, just to after we've assessed it fully, if there is some sort of differences that we can tell from the Jim Barry to this? Like if I had both of these in front of me, mm -hmm. how do I pick between the two? So I don't know if you can remember back because it's been like 18 months since we mm -hmm. had that bottle, but we'll try and answer that question after we uh, yep. assess it. But yeah, super, super green tart apple, which once again, we had on that first episode. The citrus is there, lemon and lime. Is yeah, very, very similar. I feel like uh, the Jim Barry was maybe almost a little more on the nose, a little bit more metallic or something, a little bit, it, feel, it felt more, much more stainless, it, feel li it felt lighter on the nose. Uh, this one, I mean, it is very light, but it's more, almost more fruit driven as well, it, it seems. Uh, but let's start on the palate, but this is just mainly to the making as well, maybe, maybe there is more either lees on this wine, either old oak or something which the gin berry I know for a fact it's just stainless steel, it's fresh, it's, yeah. it's, it's meant to drink straight away. Well, I feel like this one is, there's a little bit more to it um, in the long in the long run, I feel. Where else on the nose or do we go? No, actually, to be honest, there's no oak, apple blossom, a little bit of, uh, you know, white flower, acacia, but I think that's really it. It's very, it's a little bit shy, it's, it's a little bit cold and it's so youthful that that's it. Try it on the palate? Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. Full disclosure, we are recording this at 10.20 in the morning. I prefer my wheat bix <laughs> Whew. Yeah, that's searing and sharp. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's searing and sharp, but there is, um, because the acid is so, so high, it kind of hides everything else. Uh, but I feel like there is a touch, just, a, you know, perhaps a few grams of, um, of sweetness. Mm-hmm that uh, that kind of coat a little bit the mouth and makes the acid a little bit more rounded and a little bit more pleasant so perhaps there is a little bit of uh, of sugar maybe you know a couple of grams three two three four grams that kind of balance that uh, a little bit that acidity but there's also a little bit of mouthfeel which i comparing to the gin berry that we had first and i think that would be a different wine now as well so 18 months in uh, when we tried it was um it was straight off uh, yeah it was 20 it was the same year of release which was when we yeah. recorded it i think 2020 20 yeah 20 or 21 20 possibly yeah and um i i felt like uh it was tartar than this one it was fresher it was uh, lighter in terms of mouthfeel yeah i mean it would be interesting to go back to a 2020 gin berry clavalley Riesling and and see the and see the evolution you know? and compare side by side 2022 from um, from Pikes and and the Jean Barry Clair Valley. If you well, they're both Clair Valley. They're both Clair Valley. They're, mm. they're both similar style, but I, I felt like 
the taste a little bit more sharpness, more dryness, more um, tart, even more tart than this in the and more stainless perhaps uh, in the Jimberry. While here, yeah, a little bit more mouth coating, a little bit more uh, more texture. Even though they're both super light. Let's assess this wine and give it the mm-hmm. non-comparison that it deserves. So to stand on its own two feet, what are we thinking? Mm. Acid has to be high, right? Acid is high. Yeah. yeah. Sweetness. It's a dry wine. It's dry wine. But there's, like you said, it does have like a mm. little sweetness to it. Um, body. It is a light body. Light body. Uh, alcohol. Uh, it, it does feel like a light alcohol wine. There's no burning on the back of the throat. Mm-hmm. Light, light in alcohol. So, I, haven't even, um, I swear I haven't looked. 12. Oh, really? 12, 12.5 max. Master Similia, Carlos Santos. 12%. 12%, yeah. Swish. So it's not even 12.5, which like a very, very wide range of wines fall onto that uh, onto that number. This is this is like light. It's, it, mm. There's no perception of uh, alcohol. Uh, just a very, very, very gentle kind of warming sensation, but so, so gentle. It's almost mm-hmm. not perceptible. So yeah, that's, that's really indicating a, a lower alcohol wine, yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's very pleasant. You know, I would I would have this at the beginning of the meal uh, for someone that doesn't like champagne, for example. You know, if you have champagne and oysters, uh, this is a perfect wine. You know, it's a, it's a perfect aperitif. You could have this. I, I, you know, it, there's no substance enough or raw more texture or richness to to go for richer dishes. Uh, this has to be something delicate, something fresh, something really to start the meal. Yeah. Carlos, does this make your top three? No, no, no. I think I think it's delicious for what it is. I think it's great. It's approachable. And now warming up, there's a little bit more on the nose, a little bit more, maybe just like a fresh spearmint leaf or something. But very delicate, really youthful, really light. On the next episode of Got Some, really excited to do this as well. We're going to be doing a blind tasting of sorts. So if you head to our Instagram at Gotsom, uh, we're posting up three bottles of Merlot. We've never done a Merlot on this on the podcast as well. Wow, yeah. Three bottles, a $7.50 bottle, a $10 bottle, and the $30 bottle, and we're going to blind taste them. Now, we're going to blind taste them individually as well because sometimes, I have mentioned this on the podcast a few times, that I can be guided by your you know, your facial expressions, you know, you're very generous as a teacher, you do teach wine, you're a master sommelier. So I'm going to assess the wines, then you're going to come in and assess the wines, and then we're going to sit down and have the reveal to see who is closest. Obviously, we haven't recorded it yet, but it's probably not going to be me. We'll see you on the next episode of Got Some, everybody. See you then. Salud. Salud. If all this talk on this episode about good quality wine has you wanting to wet the whistle, head to graze.com. What's wetting your whistle? Like a referee? You don't know, do you? No. Have you never heard of wet the whistle? No. no. Uh, what's the whistle equi- is like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the whistle, okay. yeah? Well, what's the equivalent of saying like desperate for a drink in Portuguese? Right. Shall you deceive? Well, that. We can also attest to the Australia-wide delivery of your wine in one piece and always protected. The bottles that we drink on the episode are most likely bought from Grey's and always arrive on time and in great nick. Buy the wine, drink the wine at Grey's.com.